0: Wired access. We'll do it live. Wired access. Do it live. Wired access. We'll do it live. Wired access.
1: Welcome to Wired Access Podcast. I'm your host DJ K Dub. Remember, if you like this episode or any other previous to this, make sure to hit that subscribe button right down below. It's simple, easy to share this information. As we are just always hoping to reach one parent one athlete, with every episode, maybe there's something about our athlete that you will find that will either make you understand the process a little better, maybe understand that you're not the only one in that drought or in that situation. As we try to get a little more depth of an athlete, today we are welcoming the one, the only, the Houston Astros outfielder, Jake Myers, who is also a Westside High School alumni from the Warriors, a university of nebraska corn husker welcome to the show and to his left we're bringing back our guy mr brian southworth who shows up from the wire training center welcome fellas welcome to the show man mr world champion you get to live a dream that people always wish they could live but they don't understand the process to get to that they don't understand the the stuff that you miss out on the the someone's trying to schedule you for something and it just It's not like you get to get up and do whatever you want to do. You have things that you got to do. Let's go ahead and start back from the baseball diamond. When do you even remember picking up the glove, and what was your first uh, thought back when you were really young? What's that first memory you have?
0: Uh, first of all, th- thanks for having me here. I appreciate it. Uh, my first memory was in uh, T-ball. Um, I mean, really early. I don't, I don't remember what age, but uh, I don't know if I fully remember it happening but my dad told me that the first thing that I ever did was run to third base yeah and, and my my dad played professional baseball and so they kind of looked around the the parents the, the coaches knew that that he had played baseball before and I ran straight to third base and they're they're kind of like did you not tell him that you're supposed to run to first you know that type <laughs> of and so it was kind of funny on my dad but that's a funny story but uh no that's I a mean, good start though yeah. because like
1: Everybody just expects, oh, your parents have done something
0: great. You have to do it, or
1: Mm -hmm. you should know to the T. You run to third base, it's the best memory because you're like, I failed and I got right back up. Exactly. What other sports do you remember playing as you were growing up that maybe uh, you might have liked more if you didn't grow into baseball as
0: much as you did? Yeah, I I love soccer growing up. Um, I played a lot of soccer, uh, played basketball as well. Um, soccer and baseball is kind of a weird combo.
1: I haven't heard many that go that route. Normally it's like if you're in baseball, you're looking at a football because mm-hmm. it's just opposite season. Yep. Soccer gets harder as you get get more experience just yep. as much as baseball. There's fall baseball. There's fall soccer. Mm-hmm. What was it like trying to intermingle those two sports before you couldn't do it no more? Yeah,
0: I mean, you. That, that's exactly what happened to me. Um, it got to soccer being year-round sport um, and, and obviously baseball – you're probably taking two of the seasons up. Um, and they just kind of um, interflicted. And uh, and ultimately, my dad asked me if I wanted to play soccer or baseball. But we,
2: we kind of know how that, how that <laughs> went at that point. Uh, do you want to play baseball or soccer? <laughs> OK, or good. Yes, yeah, baseball. OK, Perfect. sounds
0: good. <laughs> sounds good. We'll play baseball. <laughs> so
2: no, no, when you bring up be. that, though,
1: I mean, that's a good aspect to think about. Parents do ask those hard questions. Being a son, knowing what your dad did, what was that like when that came to you? And, and did you feel the pressure? Or did you feel like, no, I just I know what I want and want to live that?
0: Yeah, it was around. I want to say it was around my sixth or seventh grade. Uh, and so he, he did ask me the question. He did lay out um, and kind of give some good details. So I, I say it was on him, but I did end up making the decision that I did. I did love baseball a little bit more than soccer. At the time, when you're that age, um, I can I can understand you think very, you know, right now. Yeah. And so he tried to help me as a kid understand that look, you know, you might have a better better future going and playing baseball and trying to get me to to think that way. And And I do thank him for that because obviously, you know, it was it was helpful for me in that in that case.
2: Well, I mean, I think your dad knew how to help you down the baseball path, right? I mean, I think that's a big part of it. Like, you know, soccer would be like he probably had no idea how to help you. That's very true. Sometimes can be a blessing, but Mm -hmm. I mean, he probably saw the path for you for baseball too. Hundred percent, hundred percent.
1: Well, I mean, Brian, your your kids are this age. Just think about it. I mean, there's some things you want them to follow in your footsteps, but it doesn't mean you want them to be a coach at a baseball facility like so if you had to break yourself down to that what what do you think if you're like okay well I'm going to keep pushing the baseball but all of a sudden I mean you already said your son likes hunting over anything else you know it's mm-hmm. it's not always easy and and I only say that cuz like I own a lawn company but I don't force my kids to mow right. because it's not for everybody, right. but they know if they want to make money, the money's available. Yep. You know, I'll give you any money in the world if you want to come mow, but mm-hmm. what's that <laughs> yeah. like for you, Brian? What do you think that that path would be like for even even in a profession where it's coaching or teaching?
2: Yeah, well, it's tough. I mean, because I know I have a, a very limited skill set, right? Like, I know what I can help my kid with and what I can't help him with, and there, I mean, we don't blur those lines at all. So, you know, I, I feel the best, like, finding someone that can help him in that area and I mean, it would be tough if he told me, like, hey, I want to play soccer. Like, good luck <laughs> because it's not me going to be able to help you. Yeah. I will find someone and I will learn with you. But, I I mean, it's going to be a long and learning path for me.
0: I think that's a great point um, of, of saying that you know what you know and you know what you don't know um, because I feel like that's a, a very important thing, especially as a parent, you know, having – I have a little daughter now, so I'm starting Uh-oh. to think in the, yeah. in the parent world. Girl, dad, but, I know how uh, that is. I got dad. three,
1: and then finally my son. Yeah. So.
0: so, but just knowing what you don't know, and and putting you know your kid in the best situation for for uh, you know whatever it is you don't know. Like it,
1: and when it comes to your soccer, how did soccer help baseball for you? It's obviously a whole different speed, but I think you're reaction time is something that could be similar between the two games that some people don't think of because obviously you're constantly running for most
0: of soccer yeah um I just think it it really helped me with uh like sprinting in the outfield running um it's a lot more running than in baseball obviously uh I didn't love that uh but uh I I mean I think the competitiveness and being like like the motor control with your your lower half like with your feet and your you don't get that in baseball everything everything's you know swinging throwing with your with your arms and now granted you need your base for that but I just think that
2: that soccer really helped uh, the lower half in general I think soccer is probably one of the best crossover yeah. sports for baseball mm-hmm. I mean the hand foot coordination like is super more important than people give credit to, like particularly for like infielders, you know, the ability to Mm -hmm. manipulate your feet, you know, but there's probably a lot more. You talk about like controlling your lower half. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's what you do in your swing, Mm -hmm. right? Like, so, I mean, I think soccer is probably, if you had to name like one of the best sports to cross over between baseball and soccer, I think soccer is fantastic. Well,
1: and of course, nowadays kids have to find those avenues because it is starting to go full season base and you got to find some way... I think if you can do indoor soccer during that f- winter time, the yeah. speed of indoor soccer is just bananas. Futsal mm-hmm. and <laughs> yes, <laughs> futsal it will totally blow your mind when you're thinking of how quick you have to make that adjustment. Mm-hmm. Hints a fastball that you always have to hit. Yep. You get up to your high school. What was your your sports when you came to West Side? What was that part of the life for you when it came to high school?
0: Yeah, uh, I mean I played baseball, but I also played basketball. Um, and, and I really loved playing basketball. Um, I wasn't all that great at it, um, but there are a couple aspects that I was good enough at to, to be on the team, and one of them is defense. Um, and so I just, I just played defense and, and was a hustle player, a role player, and I loved it. I mean, that's a whole, just a completely different environment um, to be in, and so that was a lot of fun. You
1: brought up big words, a role player. Yeah. How do you get that mindset Even at a high school level, I think sometimes these kids see what they see on the the social media. They feel like if I don't get to be the top scorer, no one's going to draft me. No one's going to pick me up for a college scholarship. How do you get to that mindset to where every team needs that role player and these kids can understand?
0: Yeah, um, honestly, I was just so competitive. That I just wanted to help the team win so bad because I did you know I was so competitive that everyone on our team just wanted to win and so whatever that looked like whatever was best for the team, that's what I was gonna do and so like that's what I I realized what my role was on the team and that's what I needed to do. Um, I think you brought up a, a good point um, in social media and how it can kind of skew things. Um, I was I was a major late bloomer. Um, I. Actually got recruited to pitch at Nebraska uh, in the middle of my high school career, and later kind of had to earn the hitting side. And I didn't start, you know, I didn't I didn't start till my sophomore year in college. And kind of just like each little step I had to take. Um, and I was definitely not one of those kids, you know, that was just out of high school. You know, you're gonna the be man. a superstar, yeah. And so I just I, I've I would, I personally, I wouldn't want to change it. You know, that's because because it's that growth at each stage of the things that it's taught me. You know, has really helped me even now, like go through some of the stuff I'm going through now.
1: Well, I think you bring up a good point because it's those things that are the battles that could easily turn it the other way. You mm-hmm. could easily stop at high school. You could easily stop at pitching. You could easily stopped yeah. and said, "Okay, I, I'm going to stop right here." Mm-hmm. Westside is obviously a school that is bringing a lot in the athletics. What do you feel you guys left when you guys were there in high school that you see now rolling into what they're doing, not just in baseball, but football, wrestling, basketball? Just seems like the atmosphere is different. I know you were there pre-COVID. What mm-hmm. did you feel that you guys were able to start back then?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Uh, I thought, I mean, I, I still say... To this day, that West Side team that I got to play with my junior and senior year, uh, that's about as much fun playing baseball with a team that I've ever had. Um, just uh, again, they were a bunch of my really good buddies, but on top of that, we just had a great culture in terms of just want everyone wanted to get better, um, regardless if they were going to go play at the next level or not. They were competitive and they they wanted to to do the best they can they could to help the team win. It was all about winning, and you know, and what you could do for the team to help them win, and that was across the board. And and I, and a lot of that has to do with uh, Coach Greco, Bob Greco. He was huge into, to doing a lot of that kind of stuff and building that culture. And and I just think, around West Side, all in all, all the coaches are, are kind of that way. Um, of, I mean, that's gonna that, that's gonna get you to where you want to go is, is culture and. I think people miss on just trying to get a couple really good players and you know they don't they don't quite make it in the playoffs or the state championship because you know when things get tough you can kind of go opposite ways
1: yeah and I think the team culture Brian of course you have a young team up and coming you got your son who idolizes people like Jake and, and other people that come into your facility you hear these words of culture you hear these words of of work ethic but it all starts with a coach. How important is it to find that high school? I mean, that's coming up for you quicker than you think. You want to think that it's, like, four years? Junior's done with high school. His last football was just done. Like, it's so fast. Sometimes you don't have the time to to realize it until it's done.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, gosh, you can only dream of, like, your kid going into an environment like that where, you know, they want to show up. They want to contribute to the greater good of something, you know. And I mean, that's so big, and like you said, like, you know, we're getting in a totally different time where it's all about recruiting now. I mean, you know, we're choosing, like, high schools and all this, like, but, you know, I mean. Where do you live? I I know
1: of parents when Elkhorn North opened up and they lived on the line, they moved one block over to be Elkhorn South. That's how real Mm -hmm. it is, what we're talking about, of what school, what coaches, what culture, what environment. And, and I mean your your judgment is continuously growing as you're gonna have three through you're gonna have a daughter
0: coming yeah. up yep uh, yeah I mean yeah so kind of to, to to your point you have a great point um what I'm talking about with culture and being a part of a team that's tough stuff I mean that's not everywhere I know it's been no. tossed around and, and we all know that that's kind of like something that's something that can People want yeah, People want that at, at the high school, you know, especially at the high school level. That's everyone where everyone strives. Where, yes. Like few have it. And the problem is, is the truth is it is about, you know, it is your career. And, and, and I didn't learn this until pro ball. It is your career. You do need to have that focus on, on where you want to go, but right in front of you, the team that you're on, you have to be selfless. And when you, when you learn, when you when you learn that that's the way it needs to be, then you understand that that's going to make you better. That's going to get you the look. That's going to get you. But but you're not doing it for you. You're doing it for the team. That's one thing that I thought was was really interesting. Uh, you know, at, at my college level, was is I I dreamt about playing at Nebraska. That was my goal. that was my dream was to play baseball at Nebraska. Which is really got hard there. in this state for yeah,
1: people to dream that anymore.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and so I got there and I got the opportunity to start. I loved it, played well, and I was just loving it. And then pro, you know, pro scouts started coming and asking questions. And that's when it kind of got in my mind that wow, I could play at the next level. Versus other guys had were dreaming about playing, you know, MLB next level or whatever. I hadn't thought about it. But my goal was to just try and help the Huskers win. See, you know, and that's that everybody
1: point. would think that he's got to know that he wanted MLB. He's got to know because that's dad. Dad dad played. He's got to know. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that your route is the same exact to, exactly. the, to the T. Mm-hmm. Obviously, your parents were a big key. Who was another one going up through high school to help you get to that next level? Because one thing that I see talked about is recruiting recruiters a recruiting coordinator like just someone that people can reach out and talk to that might not be your parent that knows just a
0: little bit was there anybody for you as you're going through that process yeah uh two two uh people for me um first I want to say Bob Greco um I still I mean to this day I always I have every time I come back from offseason I have a uh, breakfast breakfast with him and I and he just is someone who's helped me all the way through. Even even today, he will shoot me some texts, you know, when I'm on the road of, of what, you know, he thinks or what, what he, you know, will talk on what some of the things that I can get a little bit better at, but uh, also Darren Erstad. Darren Erstad was probably the sole reason why I ended up going to Nebraska. Um, long, long stories ended up, ensuing in, in that sense but erstad i wanted to go play for erstad um my dad actually got to coach him for a year so i knew him before that so i want to go play for him it ended up being a perfect situation for me um being an outfielder and, and learning the ways of the outfield from darren erstad. see
1: and i like that you brought up like because even for, like, let's just say Husker football, everybody probably wanted to play for Scott if you wanted to play for Nebraska. Mm-hmm. He has the pedigree of Nebraska. He has the, the will mm-hmm. to to survive in Nebraska. I mean, mm-hmm. he could have easily went anywhere. Yeah. You see Darren go multi-sport and all that. What was that inspiration just to be around someone that could play at a, such a high level? And still be humble. I mean, he's the quietest guy mm-hmm. I ever know when it comes to it. You don't see him
0: gloating. You don't. You just see him handling business mm. all the time. No, I mean, it was it was a lot of fun to be around him. Uh, whenever he opened his mouth, you listened to it. Uh, and now reflecting getting to play in the MLB on some of the things, some of the stories he talked about, some of the things he said was important. Uh, it, I mean, it's just spot on. Um, obviously, he was in the league for – over 10 years. I'm not sure exactly, but just some of the, the small things that he would talk about, like you're, you're not going to remember a whole lot of of the stats. You're going to remember the, the plane rides, hanging out with the guys, you know, the, the, the relationships that you create, and you can even go down to into the high school. Um, I don't, I don't remember a whole lot of the games I played, but I remember getting to play them with some of my best buddies that I, I hang out with today still. So you're you know. telling
1: me Select Ball at seventh grade, eighth grade wasn't you you don't remember all the championships you won, all the rings you I won? I don't
0: remember anything. <laughs> don't remember anything. But at you all. probably
1: remember the cities you visited, yeah. had fun, the with, hotel time mm-hmm. with the boys, yep. the even with the parents, just the traveling and, and being yep. amongst that crowd. Yep. You talk about those experiences. What was your favorite uh city growing up that you gotta go visit with a team? and, and got to just have fun not only at the ball fields but also in the environment
0: yeah so uh actually so my dad was my coach with in select ball i played for the kingswood cougars back in the day Oh, uh, Kings, yeah. <laughs> i think they're they kingswood isn't they conjoined with yeah, somebody yeah, ballard, right? yeah uh but we actually the reason why he kind of did that was is they were they were playing like like 160 games, like an MLB <laughs> season, not not Kingswood. Someone else was. I got and you. So he's like, you're not playing 160 games. You're gonna play 80 to 90 games, and we're gonna travel to like Kansas City and maybe like Oklahoma. And so like that's the point. So I, I about the farthest I went was probably Oklahoma. Um, but I remember going to Kansas City, and I loved it. I didn't know any different, you know, when yeah. I was nine. The hotel you know? pool is the same in yeah, Kansas yeah, City or the Oklahoma, but, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it doesn't matter if you go to Florida, California. But the,
1: the butt whooping at Kansas City is different than up here because it's not the same. That's a it fact. Is true.
0: That is true. The, I, I mean, the competition was better. That's that's without a doubt. The competition was better. And it was fun to see at that age, you know, there were teams that were better than us. You know, not that we were. there were teams that were better than us in Nebraska – but just the difference in, in level.
1: Yeah, I mean, you when know. you get to play a little bit more, of course, baseball is your love, but you said you got
0: basketball. What stopped basketball? Just the graduation or... Graduation, uh, I don't think anyone was recruiting a guy that was averaging two, <laughs> two points and two charges oh, in, okay. in a game. Uh, so <laughs> I don't think anyone wanted was recruiting based on charges per game. You know, so. what, coming
2: out of high school, how big were you?
0: I mean, you grew so much after high school. I did. I mean, I was, maybe, I was maybe 5'11", 5'10", 5'11", 175, 180 pounds. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't I, – I didn't start lifting until – I didn't really start lifting until my freshman year of college, which which at that time was was too late, was, uh, a little bit later than a lot of people. Was
1: just – so when you say that, what was it in high school that kept
0: you from the lifting part? So talk <laughs> – I just heard this from my my – my dad a couple of days ago actually. So, uh, kind of what he said was, is he didn't know a whole lot about the training side, um, uh, like the weightlifting side. He knew skill wise and like in in the game of baseball, he was he was he's very good at coaching. And so we spent a lot of time, you know, him throwing to me doing the baseball side, but he didn't know a whole lot about the weightlifting and and. When he came up, it wasn't a whole a huge deal. So it just wasn't a big deal to me. And truthfully,
2: like when you came up, weightlifting wasn't that big a deal. What year did you graduate high school?
0: 2014.
2: Yeah, I mean, so think about like what lifting has changed in the last 10 years. I mean, it's completely different.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, it is completely different. And I wish I would have done, you know, what I'm doing now in high school. He's saying the thing
1: that we always just try to get to kids, even our own kids. Yeah. And no matter how much you say it, you 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 either want to lift or you <laughs> yeah. don't. Yeah. Like I, I I can't, you can't force feed lifting because no. they won't do enough, they won't do it heavy enough to where they yeah. gains from mm-hmm. it. They would just go with the motion. Yeah. When you look at your strength and conditioning coaches and what they have taught you, what's the biggest thing that you learn from it?
0: <sighs> just. How I mean exactly like w- what you said, there aren't a whole lot of people that are gonna to put in everything they can into it, or you know are gonna buy into it. And so I think that is a great area to separate yourself from other people. You know, at, at least you know we're talking about. You don't want to look back and say you wish you would have done this or you wish you would have done that. I understood. I under- that was always told to me. And why why not? in the weight room, get as much as you can out of yourself so that you can be the best player or whatever you want to, you know, player, whatever, in whatever sport you want to you want to do. Because that's that's the way to do it. That's the way, it's proven, the way to do it, get the most out of yourself, be the most athletic, is to, to be in the weight room.
1: So, Brian, of course, you're dealing with more of the newer version, you're dealing with different uh, um, people that can help in that area. What What is some of the things that you hear age-wise? People always wonder, when do you even start, even just a little weights? When do you start? Is there anything that anybody's passed along with your son coming up?
2: Um, well, I got a great strength trainer facility, and there's a ton of great people in mm-hmm. Omaha, um, like some really good strength trainers. But, I mean, I, I don't think you, there's any age that, like, you can't do some type of strength conditioning. Even you know, if it's I mean, body weight? Yeah, even if it's body weight. I mean, they're, like, little kids, right? I mean, you get kids that are, like, 12 and under, like, Get them sprinting. Get him jumping. I mean, we used to do this as kids like because we actually went to like the park Mm -hmm. right so like a lot of the the, a lot of the stuff like we got from just riding our bike right right? but like these kids nowadays they're missing a lot of that stuff they don't they don't go to the park they don't go play pick up basketball or anything so Mm -hmm. pick up tackle football near the street (laughs) yeah that was my favorite you know introducing these skills to like these kids i mean i don't think you can start young enough there's some great people in town that do a great job and Mm -hmm. um the earlier you can start and build a love for it like he said, like I mean, that's the biggest thing. Find someone that's going to teach you to love it mm-hmm. because it's so important. Mm-hmm. Like, introduce some concepts, learn to love it, you know, and just keep building over time. But I don't yeah. think there's an age. Yeah, because
1: I think, I think until you find out your workout plan, you just take a paper and you see the workouts. That's yeah. not going to encourage you. That's not going to turn it up and make that.
2: And that's, the, what, that's what they do, right? I mean, yeah. these high school kids will go yeah. look at, like, hey, I'm gonna find like a six pack ab program on the internet, and I'm gonna <laughs> rock this out, you know. Or yeah, yeah. I know like a lot of people are like, oh, I'm gonna do the the rocks lifting program. And I was like, eh, you know, that might help a little bit, but right. that's not what's no, gonna. Turn I'm gonna you go just lift tires and roll tires. Exactly. <laughs> of course.
0: Exactly. So, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say no. that was a great point because um, if you can get in there and get comfortable and 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 enjoy what you're doing early on, like what you're talking about, I mean, it, you're set up to you know. You're just—that's the first thing—is get in the door. Mm-hmm. You know, get in the door, and uh, get comfortable in there, and that's gonna—that's gonna set you up as you start to get older and start to to get into the weights. In terms of when to start, I thought I thought that was also a great point uh, of you know whenever early and early's better. Uh, there's no real, there's no real, no one really knows when to when to start, and that's that's the tough that's the tough part. Because I didn't know.
1: I, I think the hardest thing, though, is also finding the time. Um, I've been seeing some of uh, Wired training, some of their athletes. Grant Gilbert, dude, that dude is starting to lift out the roof.
2: And, and it's just... Best athlete we've ever had in the facility. I, was, I looked at some of the numbers because... He's like I, over a 40-inch vertical. He's I, running like a 161. One. I was looking, looking at some of <laughs> the numbers.
0: I'm like, are these high
2: school kids? Yeah. It's wow. Yeah. All right. All
0: right. Recruiting. What's
1: what's some things that you like to share about recruiting that people could understand? And what do you think some some things about recruiting you wish you would have known? Because, of course, it's not the same when dad was coming up. Yeah, it's not the same when me and Brian were coming up Mm -hmm. every five years. It feels like that process has changed.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's already different than than when I was there. (laughs) And I don't I mean, I guess I can say I'm old now, (laughs) but I, I don't know. Because I feel you're like, almost ten years out of college. That's what, I, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I, it's wild. Okay, but I I wasn't. I so I played Legion ball. I wasn't a travel ball guy in high school. Um, I I committed to Nebraska when I was a sophomore. That was my only uh, offer. Uh, so I didn't do a I didn't do a whole lot slash do a great job of doing that whole the whole recruiting process. I do understand now that we have, like, the perfect games and, uh, you know, travel ball and and whatnot. Um, I do understand trying to get your name out there and get seen. But I, I am very much on the side of you need to have fun in high school and you need to compete with your high school team. And if you do that and you do that well, you will get noticed, especially in today's game, I believe. Now, I'm not saying don't go do the perfect games and the, the tryouts. That's great. I understand the concept of it, and I think that's a good idea to, to show that you're an athlete and you, you, can, you, know, you, can hit, you can take good BP or whatever. you know That's not that important, but you can hit the ball hard or you can whatever it is, like showing your you're progress, that you're in a good spot. But at the end of the day, there, there are things within the game of baseball
2: that that stuff doesn't really matter. If you can get it done, you can get it done. And, and if we had all this when you were a player, right? Because I mean, like you were like undersized, late bloomer. Do you think you would have had the same opportunities that you would have had if they measured a lot of that stuff when you played? It's a great question. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think I would have
0: measured up uh, as well as some of the guys that that uh, you know were bigger and, and fully f- filled out. I mean, my roommate in in college was was fully you know, fully developed coming into college. Yeah. And he was an outfielder, and, and I, you know, was trying to – I was lifting with him, trying to play catch-up. And it was just interesting to see, though, that, like, I had learned the game of baseball, and I had to learn the game of baseball because that was the way I, the way I was on the field. Mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to learn the little I, baseball IQ stuff, lay down drag bunts once a game. You know, <laughs> I, had to, I was the grimy player. I, I maybe try and hit, uh, shoot a gap for a double. But I had to learn that, uh, and, and as my strength and, and other things came later on in my career, that's when I learned to, to fully complete you know, myself as a player, of being able to use power and, and stuff like that.
1: Do you feel, Brian, nowadays it's easier for players to work on the adjustment of their bat to get what they want out of it, or do you think that has changed with the technology?
2: You mean... Like, 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 like
1: he said, he had to learn... How to hit in the gap. Yeah. Learn. But those are things obviously in programs you're slowly that's developing that wasn't back in 2014.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot more information out there. So it's a lot easier to identify like, hey, here's the the areas that I need to work on. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, there's a path to improve on those things. I mean, we've we've got so much smarter in the last decade. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely easier to, to do it. But you know, there's a lot of players that just go undervalued because they're going to look at people what they can, they they think they can be in four years. Like, right. Like this kid, like, you know, once he gets stronger, he's going to be, and they get 95 mile per hour arm. Or they look Mm -hmm. at these big fizzle kids, like he's already throwing 92 Mm -hmm. and, and that kid like will project higher, even though he doesn't throw strikes. Right. 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 He'll project higher than a lot of these kids that just, find a way to get out. They do compete. So it's just a tough world we're living in because yeah. it all matters now. Yeah. It all matters. Well, I mean, and I like that you
1: point. said a, a good point there was the, the route. When you think of the route for you to get where you are today, was there any guidance on that part of, okay, you're going to really have to develop your game in this aspect if you really think you're going to take it to the
0: next level? Um. So my dad all the way up, like even through college, he was, he was big on letting me know that I was a little, you know, I was a year, because I'm also young for my grade as well. So he was, he would, he would continually remind me that you're a year behind some of these guys. You know, you have to, you have to be patient. Yeah, you know, he kept telling me you have to be patient, be patient. And I didn't understand that until high school when I finally started to grow and and get, a, you know, a little bit bigger. I was like, okay, now I, you know, I'm now I'm a, I'm in a similar ball field as some <laughs> of these guys. Uh, but then pro ball is really when, because I only hit two, maybe, th- I think I had two homer- homers in, inside the Parker in college. So I only hit three homers in college. <laughs> and, and so I got to pro ball my first year. I ended up hitting nine. And that was kind of when the Astros, just in general, like their, their development team, which is great. Their minor league developing is incredible. That's when they kind of came to me and was like, look, you have, you have more power. We just we want you to try and learn how to use a little bit more of it um, and kind of took off from there. Well, you brought up a
1: good thing uh, that obviously a couple of the people that we talked to, it's all about the league that you play in over the summer. What do you got about your league? What was some of the things that you remember as far as your summer league? What, where did you play, and what was the best option for that being? Because I know obviously around here there is someone that is promoting, but mm-hmm. there's always – Baseball everywhere mm-hmm. for summer league that you really have to get into. I know we're gonna have Max on at another time, and he was in the Coral League, I think, right where where or the down in Florida where you're invited. Like you only get it if you're invited. What was your summer league like?
0: Uh, is this in high school or college? Call it, like, uh, college, like after college, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I played in the NECBL and after my freshman year of college, uh, and that was a great league. Uh, that's kind of where. I was able to hit a little bit more i was pitching for nebraska in my freshman year i was able to hit a little bit more um in that league and kind of that's kind of what allowed me to have a chance to start at nebraska and that's kind of like the first step but uh it was a great league um i think all of them are are great i mean you got the north woods uh you got another one in california i can't think of the name of it but um i mean the, uh, to to my knowledge the uh uh, you're gonna have to help me with this the what's the best summer league? Cape Cod. Cape probably. Cod. Yeah. Cape Cod. That's probably yeah. the best. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get that's an invite one. I didn't get invited to that one. Um but from what I've heard is or from my knowledge, it's like if you play well in that league, you're you're set up to play at the next level. And that's really you, where Max took off. Yeah, yeah, it was games. down at yeah. Cape Cod. That's right. I was saying yeah.
1: Carol. I was thinking of Florida names. Yeah.
0: That started with C. But
1: yeah. when you talk about that experience what is it like not being at home, not being at college? Is it are you with a uh, sponsor family? Are you what's the grind during no that time? season? No yeah. off season. Yeah, what's no the real season.
0: grind? No, I mean, and that's a that's like really the entrance to Pro Bowl, in my opinion. That's that's what Pro Ball's is like is is these summer leagues. And so if you if you don't like what that's like or you're not, you know, you're not playing well and you're not enjoying it there. That's what pro ball is like, and so I would, I would recommend not trying to play pro ball if, if you don't enjoy that, you know, uh, because it's very different than college. Um, you are staying with the host family, uh, but really it's, it comes down to are you bought into trying to get better or not because that's what it's, it's all for that. Um, and it's less, it's less about – it was the first time it was kind of less about winning, which, is, which was very odd for me because of kind of what I've talked about. I've always been, you know, trying to help the team win, but... That's probably the case in, like,
2: minor league ball, too, to, yeah. the, to a certain extent. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, you're, again, you're you're wanting to help the team win, and you, there's never, I believe, even in the minors, too, you still want to win, because, you know, guys on the team are doing things well when, when you're winning, like, especially yourself, too. At some point, you're helping the team win, you know, if we're winning a lot of games. But... At the end of the day, again, it's your career, so you have to, you know, whether it was power or I needed to work on my arm, that you're, you're getting games to do these reps and, you are you know, go, go 100% in the game working on some of these things.
1: And when you're talking about working on the th- these things, who's your number one impact during that time away from home? Who's the one that's helping you through that journey? Because I think understanding that process of what's going to happen, like you said, it's not something that's, you know, if you ain't experienced it, I can't tell you what it yeah. is. Brian can't. We'd love to. We could talk from what you guys tell us. But what's mm-hmm. that? who Who's the one that's kind of guiding you to keep you on that path to go, okay, if you really want to make it, this is a
2: grind. It, well, it's I, I mean, I think it even gets bigger than that, too, because essentially, the Astros wanted to recreate the type of player you are. Yeah. So, you know, it even goes down to, like, I was successful. This is what got me drafted. Mm -hmm. But now i got to be a different player. Yep. You know, who who led you down that path?
0: Okay, so uh, to start, my dad. My dad was a massive influence on helping me, like, be ready for the minor leagues and what that lifestyle was like because I saw a lot of guys that were good baseball players that just couldn't handle the lifestyle and kind of gave up or – not necessarily gave up, but like they're like, this isn't for me. This this I can't do this for four more years, trying to wait for you know a chance to plan will the MLB. There's
1: a big part of that money.
0: Yeah, that too. not
1: everybody can afford that right. part, and that's where yeah. that big decision where if your parents yeah. don't, whether they're helping or whether yeah. they're just talking you through yes. the understanding of the money, mm-hmm. is where you kind of probably lose most yeah. of your
0: fellow teammates at that time. Yeah, because the mindset like what you're talking, the mindset there is, is that you're trying to, you're using these four or five years to become the best you possibly can be for your chance to play in the MLB. And so you have to think about it that way, that you're sacrificing, you're sacrificing this time essentially, and you're putting everything you can into it for this one chance. Like you're, you're either all in or you're all out. And I saw guys that were half in half out and they, it didn't work out well for them. So I try to tell people you're all in or you're all out and, that's really more of like a mental, like, and you know, you know yourself when when that's the case. But I think your question um, had more to do within the Astros organization, and um, I mean, there were there, there were a couple hitting coaches, uh, a couple player development coaches that were huge in in helping me change my mindset and becoming, you know, like kind of seeing the vision that they see of okay I can do what I've done but I also can grow and add some more you know things to my game to to help me become a better player and I just think that was huge because you can always get better in in a bunch of different ways and I don't think you should ever look at yourself one dimensionally
1: when you're talking about a big league that you're obviously involved in trust factor What was your best and easiest trust factor, and what's one where you kind of had to really dig deep to find out if this was the best interest for me or best interest for them? Uh, And it could be at any level. It doesn't have to be just at the Astros because no matter what level you're playing at, you're dealing with so many different styles and so many many Mm -hmm. run-alongs.
0: I mean, right out of pro ball, or right out of college into pro ball that first year, the first couple months, they I think I, I came back and talked to Brian about it. But they we got there and he and the coaches there were literally told us, forget everything you know about hitting. We're gonna completely change you, and we're all just <laughs> like, you just drafted us. Like, what don't you like about us? You drafted because yeah. you wanted us. Yes. Yeah. And now looking back, I don't know if that that seems a little bit extreme, but I understand what. Where, it was, it was where he was coming from, uh, because the game is quite a bit different from college to the professional level. Um, and especially like minor leagues versus college, what you're focusing on and what on a daily basis, your, your daily routine is, is way different. Um, and that's kind of how you get a lot better is, is focusing on the right stuff with through minor league.
2: That uh, that was one of the most fun off seasons to watch you hit because I think there was one goal, and it was to hit it over the left field fence yes. every single time. Yes, it was. That was uh, it. That's yes. what they told you to do. The entire I wouldn't off recommend season. that. I wouldn't recommend that <laughs> at
0: all. That was very very much my journey, because I I would just hit ground balls to second baseman, so they wanted me to to work on that. That was yeah, that was unbelievable. <laughs> that was crazy.
1: When you think of this journey that you've been on so far, what's been your first starstruck moment? where you had a realization that this person next to me may be the guy that I look up to, but he's also the guy that's my teammate or someone I got to go up against.
0: Yeah, it was Jose Altuve, I think. Uh, My first spring training, they let the minor league guys come over and play in the big league games, and Jose Altuve was sitting next to me, and I loved everything about Jose Altuve. I mean, he's a great player, Um, great story too, great human as well. Uh, But – he was just uh, sitting on the bench and he was dangling, he was dangling his feet because he couldn't reach, he couldn't <laughs> reach the floor. And I'm sitting there Come next on, to, him. Man. I know, and I'm sitting there next to him on the bench, and I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> like this dude, this dude plays the game like he's he's nine years old, you know. Like he never lost that, he never oh, lost boy. that, and, that takes and he cake. still does to the day, to this day. And so like it's just so cool. He loves playing baseball and. And I just urge, that's why I'm a huge believer in, like, loving, love playing the game. Like, yes, uh, it can turn into a little bit of work later on if you earn that, you know, in minor leagues and pro pro ball. But you still got to love playing, and he's a great, great player to watch. So, of course, everybody
1: always talks about Astros and the things that went wrong. How do you battle that stuff, and, and how do you... Keep your mind on knowing what your guys' goals are, no matter what the social media is.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just noise. Uh, it's just noise, uh, especially now. Um, now n- you kind of get used to a, a lot of the booing and whatnot. And I, I obviously don't get the brunt of it. I wasn't a part <laughs> of the team. I was, in, I was in high A at the time. Uh, but just it's yeah, it's just noise, and you just kind of you, you just you just focus on on your day-to-day stuff and focus on trying to win ball games and i think that the astros in general everyone in the organization and on the team is great at kind of blocking out that noise
2: you just got to remember they don't build statues of critics
0: that's true that's true <laughs> There's no don't. statues of critics <laughs> that's true <laughs> so of course
1: what is it that you 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 feel that you have left in your college, in your high school career, for people to look up to? And what are you hoping to finish when you come through with
0: the major league and continue your dream? Um, I just think, like, hard work does pay off. Um, I I feel that I became really passionate about baseball um, my freshman year of high school. So it's not that I chose that baseball was the sport for me or anything like that early. Freshman year, I remember I was on JV, and I just, I just remember uh, having a little bit of success and understanding, you know, maybe I do want to put a little bit more work into this or put work into it and work hard and and we'll see where it takes me. And I think each, kind of each step that, like having these moments of, all right, I just need to work hard and get a little bit better at at whatever this is, you know, whatever I need to get, I need to get this is where I'm at now, but I just need to work harder, a little bit harder and get better at whatever this is. and you kinda look up and you're at you're at a place where you never thought you'd be and then you kinda just do it again. So it's just the process of just kinda keep keep growing forward. Now
1: of course at the MLB you're seeing people come, people go. How's that part impacted you to understand that you are you're an individual, you are a team and people are gonna have their own separations that you can't control or can't mm-hmm. even
0: deal with. Yeah. Uh yeah, you you definitely um you definitely have to understand that it is your career kind of like talking that that's the difference in the MLB is that there's a business aspect to it um and you kind of have to keep that in mind but I just me personally I try to keep the the mindset of of kind of like I had in, in high school because it's more fun for me um and, and so I try to keep the mindset of of um I'm doing whatever I can to help the team win and enjoy showing up to the the yard every day and having fun with my teammates and and keep getting better with them and learning from them in any way I can. Uh, but I just, that's my mindset. Other guys have different mindsets than MLB. Um, some guys, you know, it's, they, they could care less about some of the other guys on the team and it's all, it's all about their career and, and stuff like that. And it, that's how they think about it. But I like to think about it that way. It's more, more fun for me. And I think, I personally think that that, that uh, helps you um, be better and, and, Help the team win. When
1: did you have the aspiration to say, "I want to be an MLB player"? You obviously said that you just wanted to get to college. You get to college. When did that 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 want to, or what was the job prior as well that you were looking? Oh, when I get older, I could be a cop or mm-hmm. what? What was that look when you were going through high school? Any job particular, or just playing the sports?
0: Uh, so I went to uh, I got to college. I uh, was studying a general business degree. Didn't really know what I Basic wanted to do with that sports player. Yeah, but go yeah, ahead. I, I had no clue where I want to go with that. Uh, and like I said, after my sophomore year, that's when I really understood that I could play at the next level. And so I was like, you know what? I don't. I really love playing baseball. I get a chance to play at the next level. I would love to put everything I have I have into this. And kind of grew from there. I got drafted. Got the opportunity and that's when it kind of took off of all right we're, we're gonna try and do this thing
1: i'm pretty sure dad has said it more than once baseball stops tomorrow what's the next step
0: <sighs> that's tough uh i honestly the way my mind works i have to address it if it were to happen i got gotcha. you uh, i'm a they don't say put all your eggs in one basket but i'm kind of that way the way i'm wired uh so it was kind of like i'm gonna do everything i possibly can until I get a door shut in my face, and then we're gonna have to just pick ourselves up and figure, <laughs> yeah, it. figure out whatever that else it. is. So that's no kind of yeah, that's the other yeah. I just never really talked about it. I never really talked about it and didn't really think about it. And that's so.
1: okay because the best part is, is you've learned enough through your time to where if you wanted to get involved some way in baseball, yeah. if you wanted to. Get involved back at high school. Mm. I actually know a couple of your guys' assistant coaches are my old football players, the Mulligans. Oh, okay. That are down there. There mm-hmm. used to be my football players when I coached at Omaha South. So it's okay. it's just cool to see the cycle where no matter what happens, whether it's the door that you want to open or mm-hmm. close, there's always going to be something yep. if you've placed the right gyms in the right place throughout the time. Yep. Coaching. Has that ever been on a thought of your mind?
0: Uh um <laughs> I'm sure I'll coach at at some point. I'm I'm You're gonna sure. start out
1: with softball though, right? With your daughter? Yeah, probably,
0: <laughs>
2: probably, probably. Dude, that's the best. Yeah, the best. probably. I love coaching my kids. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, see, probably. I probably.
1: I had I just had only because I had three girls and then a son. My my eyes were always just different because I wanted to see how they could react to other people, molding a different part of them because it's hard as a dad. Mm-hmm. And Brian knows because he tries to. If he has something for, for his son, he's like, okay, I need you to, he tells one of his assistants to say it sometime because, mm-hmm. or he'll even tell you if you're at the training center, hey, could you help help him with this? Mm-hmm. And it'll. it's just weird because they don't want to listen to us. So just know that whatever you do with it, grow with it, and it's awesome that we get to share your story, and hopefully it just inspires one of these local high so there's a lot going on we interviewed Connor Capiche and and what I loved about your story is it kind of mixed into his on the fact of those camps are nice he told us how he went to a camp everybody's getting talked to at these camps mm-hmm. he said so many coaches he said not one talked to me mm-hmm. not a single one mm-hmm. and he goes that just told me I had to do different and better and now the dude played in the MLB draft league or whatever mm-hmm. over the summer and you're like this kid had no offers no nothing yeah. as of junior year you never know when you sprout. Kendall's a younger guy, my son. You know, do you ever wish that you would have reclassified to a to a different, to the right age and
0: right or what people consider the right age? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> it wasn't really a thing. I mean, it it, I, it was, but it it wasn't. I I never really talked about it. I guess maybe it was because I committed so early, my yeah. sophomore year, that I kind of had. A, you could play with anybody to, if you already know. Yeah, um, I think maybe if I was doing the recruiting scene on a national level, it would have probably made a little bit more sense for me, um, because from an age standpoint, it is in baseball. It is uh, it is a thing that that is looked at and especially in like the draft and the pro pro stuff, So it
2: actually be in my, it, it, it actually in your my, favor was in for my professional favorite. baseball. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not college, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot yeah. some kids reclassify up now to, yeah. you know, sign. And up I, earlier. that's what yeah. I was going to
1: ask. What is some things that you're seeing going on with, with some of the kids that you guys see at the,
2: you know, I think in Nebraska, a lot of kids are reclassifying down, you know, given the opportunity that their age group works to, you know, get on the same playing field. Because I mean, if you had one more year of, high school, yeah. you know, I mean, that's yeah. 25% more time lifting, mm-hmm. 25% more training, right? Yeah. It could make a difference. Now, yeah. in your case, it didn't matter. Some kids, it could matter. You know, yeah. like I went to a JUCO, you know, maybe if I had one more year, I could have got a, yeah. a power five opportunity if yep. I was on the same playing field. So yep. it's tough. Everyone's in a unique situation, like unique situation. But, you know, I mean, I think I saw a stat like one time, like 90% of Olympians were late bloomers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, I mean... There's a lot of benefits for both sides. I mean, yeah. you're going to learn a work ethic mm-hmm. compared to your peers that they did not learn. Exactly. So it's tough. Yeah.
1: Well, once again, it's a Wired Access podcast. We have Brian Southworth of Wired training. We have Houston Astros, Jake Myers, but also as an Omaha native. And he's here in Nebraska giving his story for you to listen that you can be from this state that some people have no idea where you're from, no idea the name. And make a name for yourself. Remember, like, subscribe, whatever you do, but get this message out to the next one. I'm DJ Double Ma. We'll see you next time.
2: A Herd at Sports Network production.